Welcome to the Monday Nooner Senior Hockey Top 10 show for this week. The band is back together, four of us, ready to uh, talk about the 13 leagues and three provincial titles on the line in Saskatchewan Senior Hockey. Of course, this show brought to you by the King of Trucks in Rosetown, Selby, Kindersley, and Manitou out in Watrous. Big part of everything we do, the King of Trucks, worth the drive Every time guaranteed. Fellas, let's uh, let's get after it this week. We've got a whole bunch of things to talk about. Where do we want to go? What do we want to start Luke, with? Let's start with Provincials. We've been doing it the last few weeks, starting with Provincials. And let's go right over to Millsy. Millsy, the, the game, I think, of the, the week as far as hype goes was Round Lake and Carlisle. You had Boots. We've seen the pictures lined up. The The lineup started, I think, two and a half hours before the game time. Give us the uh, rundown of what happened in OCHAP. Yeah, I uh, I was there. I got there about 10 after 3, and I was out on the road down the way from the rink. She was a good six, seven-minute walk for me, and I was 45 minutes before game time. Um, it was uh, quite a buzz. And I, will, I want to give a shout-out to, to the OCHAP boys that uh, they put on a great show. There was food booths, tacos in a bag, burger. They had everything going on. They had a VIP section for the VIPs with food in there. There was, uh, how, it was well, well, well. How did, you, how did you swindle your way in there? That's what I want to know. <laughs> VIP <laughs> boots. Knows people. Hey, Millsy. Millsy, I, I heard it was harder. It was a harder time finding a spot for a private jet out there than Taylor Swift had at the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, you, you might be right about that, Belts. I uh, I couldn't say that. I could <laughs> I could agree with that. So there probably was 16, 1,700 fans there. There had to be. Wow. Um, 50-50 was 11K. Oh, I was le- not even close. Um, it was somebody that bought early because uh, I had like four or five and it was like one six was the winner. So uh, I was not even close. Millsy. But- do you know if yeah. they turned people away? Like, was it capacity? Did everybody that went got in? Barely. I do believe everybody was there. That uh, everybody that showed up did get in. They had a couple of cop uh, police officers there patrolling around, watching, and there was no issues at all. Awesome. Absolutely what crazy. What would you recommend on the menu? Let's get to the food parts. If there is another game in Ochap, would it be the Bannock Burger, the Taco in a Bag? What did you? What did you think? Uh, the Bannock burger was lights out, 12 out of 10. Wow. Um, did not try the taco in a bag. I did uh, swindle some veggies, big veggie guy over here in the in the VIP section. So uh, you can never go wrong with a few veggies, eh, fellas? Some rust. Mr. VIP. Yeah, crazy. Like I was saying to somebody, honestly, a bigger crowd and a bigger 50-50 than a lot of junior hockey WHL games you see uh, in Saskatchewan. Just to... Electric atmosphere. I watched the stream online. There was nearly a thousand people at times watching on Facebook when it wasn't cutting in and out because they still haven't figured out the whole internet thing out there uh, quite yet. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. A bit That's of an inside a, joke uh, for anyone that was watching the stream. The, the gal on the stream, you know, I appreciate it. She did a great job. She's maybe more uh, biased than Jack Edwards for the Boston Bruins, but that's fine. It's a, <laughs> it's a home team broadcast. Yeah. And I know a lot of people from both fan bases and a lot of impartial people like myself really enjoyed uh, watching that game. Millsy, what about the product on the ice? Because you were heavy round Lake. You, you saw Carlisle play Belgonia and you thought round Lake was going to have their way with Carlisle. Uh, what happened? So agreed. And I will eat my words, fellas. That game one, I watched Carlisle and Balgoni. Carlisle did not look good. Um, but they uh they brought it to a different level that night. And I I will say maybe a little bit of the intensity and the pre-hype, the whole Jesse Gabriel, nasty Morasti, Brendan Boschman. They uh if you guys, those of you that follow follow me on Twitter, I uh took a pick of the pregame stretch and I apparently Jesse Gabriel stretches at center ice every game. And when he did this game, he had a couple of welcome visitors join him in Nasty Morasti and Boschman. And they, they chatted across each red line. It was like there was a picket fence up there and they chatted across the, the picket fence. No sticks, no nothing, just straight words. 
So somebody told me that in Milestone, Boschman, uh, in round one, the whole warm-up, he just patrolled the red line. They said, I don't even think he touched a puck. He just skated back and forth on the red line. I don't know if that was game one or game three. So a little bit of a, uh, intimidation factor trying to go for yeah. there. But And, and, they, and, uh... and the, the other thing about this is uh, I watched that stream, and then as we get into the games here, we get into the game, and I don't know if we're going to go 15 minutes on this one alone, <laughs> but Jesse Gabriel has played this role for years. We've all played with this guy. And if there was a wager it would have been a smart bet to say that he was going to perform. He was going to have a point night because the last thing he was going to be was intimidated. And he had to keep his head on a swivel for probably the first 10 minutes. We've all been in those games. Keep your head on a swivel for the first 10 minutes, let it calm down and then go to work. And that's what he did. That whole first line. I think Carlisle's first line from watching was the difference in the game. That and the e-bug telling King, I will give a straight shout out to him. Um, He held him in that first period. Uh, yeah, Brownlee could have been up a couple, couldn't bury a few, and uh, and he held the fort. Yeah, we didn't know. Uh, he wasn't on the roster for the first round. They had picked up the goalie from Oxbow, who was playing in a league game that day. I did hear that Talon King played for Carlisle in league playoffs, uh, due to their goaltending injury. So I, I wasn't, we none of us were sure how they were gonna manage that if they were able to bring another goalie into the fold, but obviously, uh, he performed under pressure. So so what do you think, Melzi? Is this is Round Lake? Are they capable of getting back in this series? They did it last round. Uh, what do you see there? I and uh, if they play the way they did uh, Sunday evening, no, they will not. They were more worried about the intimidation and the whack and the hack and the slash and the behind the scenes stuff. They, uh, if they go back to uh, if they go back to playing the way they did in Game Three in Milestone. I uh, for sure they are. They're they're well in this series, but their forwards need to be better. Their D men need to not hold on the puck too much, move the puck, and uh, and they'll be okay. Their goalie's fine too. Ron and Val, yeah. right? The dynamic duo on the back end. Ron and Val, <laughs> drink. Uh, I think, and uh, since we're being a subjective podcast, I think you uh, take a seat, Morasti. He he caused the pivotal goal for my eyeballs. What he said. I think he caused that pivotal goal. Um, I dress, I try and get Trent Campbell in the lineup as hard as you can. And then I think the suspension's up on uh, Conrad McKay. And you tell Conrad, no intimidation, no bullshit, play hockey, because he's still a really good hockey player. You add Campbell, you add McKay, you scratch Morasti, and maybe you don't, you play that third, fourth line, those guys a little bit less. And and they win this game, and then you go to game three, and you do the same thing, and it's anybody's anybody's game. So game two, Saturday night in Carlisle, eight o'clock. You know that uh, Round Lake Ochapois is going to travel well. They had hundreds of fans in Milestone, a little bit closer in Carlisle. You know you're going to get the uh, same same crowd Saturday night, eight o'clock. Like I mentioned, Carlisle game three, if necessary, is Sunday in Carlisle, six thirty. That sounds like a boots on the ground type uh, situation for sure. If it does go necessary, three games. So that's your South semifinal. Uh, one of the South semifinals. Let's move uh, to the other South semi, the Lumsden Monarchs and the Belcaris Bronx Sunday night, seven thirty. Well, Rachel Holman was knocking off Jennifer Jones in her final Scotty's appearance uh, on TSN just north of Regina. The Lumsden Monarchs with a 3-1 home ice win against Gabba's boys. Barry had boots on the ground. What uh, is your synopsis? Your first time seeing Lumsden. First time seeing Lumsden. It was a fast, hard-hitting hockey game. Lumsden, the, the thing is, man, they can roll four lines. Um, 10 minute mark Lumsden total control from the 10 minute mark on to the third period Broncos. Then they, they gave him more of a pushback in the third Bronx came out in the third, looked like a different team. Um, they were down to nothing. They scored very nice goal. Then, then you could hear the ref. I don't know if it was folk or Al Scott. They said, don't let us decide this game. Don't let us decide this game. Classic line from refs. And then boom, Bronco Bronx take two penalties. One, the first one, I don't think was a penalty. The second one, the boarding call on Bernie was five on three. Lumsden scores. They just they didn't have enough. Um, 
Lumsden control, like you said, Lumsden is fast. This was a borderline East Coast hockey league, somewhere in between an East Coast and an AHL. I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching uh, one of those British Elite League games next month. I bet you this game was faster and hard, more hard hitting than that game. Go ahead, Shane. No, I, 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 me and Barry don't always agree, but I agree with everything you said. I seen saw them play Drake. Drake looked like a bunch of midget kids playing them. Like they got so dominated by Lumsden. And I, I've said this to a few guys, like me and me and Bosman to that game. And I said, like, there's no way at my age I could play in that. It, it was, it was so fast and such hard hitting. You'd break somebody in half at my age. It was it was unreal hockey, and I've said to probably no less than ten people that that was between a East Coast and American League game. It was very good hockey. They got a they got a really good team. Those thirty and it Millsy change. We can you can all contest those guys that are in the lineup that are in their late thirties for both teams. Going to work on Monday, you would have been so sore. And yep. then Lumsden's got to play a league game tonight. Like it was, it was fantastic. If you want to watch hockey where they bang and crash and the speed, that was it. The rink was packed. I I think from talking to some people, there's about 800 people in there. Um, really good crowd. Now I have to give the player of the game to Reese Hodson, the Bronx goalie, young junior B kid, unbelievable. Um, he stopped probably. 15 quality scoring chances to keep them in. So uh, it's going to be a tough uphill climb. Can the Bronx win game two? Guy asked me that yesterday. I said, absolutely. They can win at home. Anything can happen. And and then game three, you know, I think Lumsden prevails in this series. Massive disappointment. No beach boys music. No, your audience. No, your audience. They They must only do that when it's, when you're up 11. When you're up 11 nothing and about to clinch the series, maybe they're a little loose. <laughs> I, I heard a shout-out to that guy. I think his name is uh, Mike Ollie. It's an Ollie for sure. Um, I think they said Mike Ollie, the music guy. Maybe not Mike, maybe something else, but uh, shout-out music guy in Lumsden. What were you going to say, Milsey? I was just going to say, so speaking of going on Barney's topic there about Lumsden being quick, I watched him and Drake in that smaller ice surface, and you could tell they got bunched up, but you could see their speed take over. Um, we're going to go back to the same thing in game two back in Belcaris. A little smaller barn, just like Drake. So it'll be really interesting to see how Lumsden changes their game plan. Belcaris also changes their game plan into the speed factor and the little bit more close quarters, more touching of jerseys, so to speak. Yeah. Trade and so trade. Game two is Friday night at the Polar Dome in Belcaris, eight o'clock start. Uh, game three, if necessary, is going to be Monday night. 8.30 in Lumsden. That would be Monday, March 4th. So if uh, Belcaris can can uh, extend the series Friday night, they'll be back in Lumsden on Monday. Let's go over to the north side of the A-Provincial bracket. We haven't had uh, boots at either of those two series, so it will be a little quicker, I'm sure, in our uh, synopsis of these two. The Wadena Wildcats with an 8-4 win at home on Sunday against the Watchers Winterhawks. Obviously, two teams very familiar with each other from league play. Uh, from what I saw, just based on uh, box scores and shots and stuff like that, it looked like Wadena really did uh, carry the game. Shots 30-21 to 21 is what was recorded for Wadena. I did hear uh, unofficially that Tyson Hobbins had four goals for uh, Wadena, so a guy who knows how to score in uh, in big moments. Game two of this series, Millsy, we record this on Tuesday. We might put this show out right away. It might come out Wednesday morning to be determined on uh, schedules here. But game two, Tuesday night in Watrous. So we'll know potentially if Wadena is off to the North Final uh, here by Tuesday evening. Snipe's got to be going to that game or you or somebody. I am not. I wish I could be, fellas. And I, I actually, Snipe did text me last night and ask if we were heading out. Um, <laughs> but I, I got to do the ever, uh, ever popular CPR renewal for, for work. So I am unavailable tonight. And then I'm f- taking off on a jet plane tomorrow morning. Nice. Boots in Mexico, boots on the beach. You know, the, uh, all you got to know, I shouldn't say all you got to know. I don't want to undermine uh, CPR. 30 to two, <laughs> right? 30 <laughs> compressions. You are right, to- buddy. 
30 to 2. 30 to 2. It's just like the shots in Lumsden the other uh, night. 30 to 2. What, uh, let, let's go to this Keniston Kindersley. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Keniston Kindersley. And what's going on with Live Barn and, and locking that down? What, why would you do that? Kindersley's been doing that since we started this show. Just an absolute pigeon, uh, yeah, so pigeon dumb. move. How many, you saw that round lake game let's just take that as an example i know they're a bit extreme like they're big fans but 1800 people there and a thousand people watching on facebook wow how many of those people are able to go to a freaking game in kindersley on a sunday night if people in your community want to go they're going to go pay the 10 dollar gate instead of the 15 dollar right. live barn fee right yeah unlock that shit kindersley yeah <laughs> grow up you know what here's an idea the nooner will freaking supplement whatever so people can why if it goes to game three just let us know what you need we'll yeah. find some spawns we'll find some good old boys that's just stupid it's crazy it's crazy but yeah kindersley gets the uh the win obviously i think most people were thinking uh keniston i do know that uh by the way kindersley's roster they have two import goalies logan Drackett and david reeky there's a name uh Oh. people will be familiar with. I'm trying to see who else they have as uh, imports. Logan Stevenson, who's been a stud in the uh, Div 3 down there. Kyler Hope, Sask Elta star with the Lashburn Flyers on Kindersley's roster. Lane Young, Millsy, you know that name, league leader in the Sask Elta Hockey League. He's on Kindersley's roster. Matthew Fletcher, Cody Spagrud from Gall Lake, uh, Adam Antoniak, from Medicine Hat, who plays for leader, and Kobe Walker from the Nielberg Monarch. So as I look at there's that all roster, our white, there's all our white mud guys. When we were wondering where these white mud guys, most of them are going to play provincials. A lot of them went to Kindersley, right? Because Ricky's a goalie in what, leader or Etonia or somewhere as well. Then you got the, is the Spagru brothers or they only took the one? I think the uh, only one on the Kindersley roster. Ooh, Just the one, the one brother's not. Kindersley's got... They got good players too, right? Johnny Calkins, like locals. Um, there's no shortage of local talent uh, in Kindersley as well. So maybe we didn't give Kindersley the credit we should have <laughs> with all of the additions on their their roster. Some pretty good names there, Millsy. The one Spagrud's driving, Barney. Sorry, buddy. You're gonna drive. <laughs> drive me up there. Massage my legs. Stretch me out quick. Can't you just can't you just negotiate? Like if they gotta take you, they gotta take me. I tried. They said no. Right. Then they, they said, said they don't take. They said no chance. I'm just trying to see. Uh, and I'm looking at Keniston's roster right now, fellas. I don't see one addition that didn't play in Keniston this year. Um, Bible, obviously, yeah, yeah, he's on their roster. Um, <laughs> current team, yeah, it looks like quite a few student guys, but most of them playing. Uh, in Keniston all year. So Kindersley, definitely more additions from, from their league team. And big Six shout out, in. big shout out to Keniston for going a this year and, and doing it right instead of, you know, going down, running the table. So it's just another props, props to them. One, so what, sorry, just one second, one guy that uh, does have div three ties with Keniston, uh, Kenton Dooley playing in Keniston for provincials. And he did have a goal or two in game, uh, game one as well. The Crake connection to keniston the blizz where's he is he isn't he in medicine hat played in cabri signed with Craig. that's right yeah now he's, he's in, in medicine hat. just for provincials good. yeah good for him okay so when is game two there game two is saturday night saturday, saturday night. 7 30 back in blizzard dome oh that'll be game packed Game three, if necessary, Monday night, 8.30. So for all of you who uh, can't make the commute to Kindersley on a Monday night, tough shit. You won't be able to watch that one on Check out Live Barn. Oh, no. Right. (laughs) It's blocked. Classic Kindersley. Hey, how about this, fellas? Just quickly before you move on. How about the ever-popular Monday night games this year? I've never seen this many Monday night raw games going on. It's midweek season. Monday and Wednesday. It's just like a dub (laughs) schedule. (laughs) All right, Senior A Provincials. Nice recap there, boys. Uh, Senior C, going to nail that this week. How about uh, just when you thought the Dinsmore Dynamos were down and out, they lose game one at home going to Kenora on Saturday. They come back with six goals in the third to beat Kenora 9-6 and force a game three, which went to overtime. 
Matt Jones, who Barry once called a import with local ties, who's actually a local <laughs> farmer in uh, Dinsmore. <laughs> He scored the overtime winner in uh, early in overtime. They always That's they were bugging us. Probably about that. the only time we've ever been wrong on anything on this show. Yeah. <laughs> but how awesome is that? That what Dinsmore did there in a freaking provincial series on the road. That is a monumental task to come back, force that game three, and then pull it off. Now, the question I had was: Were they on the hook for the bus? Did they say, "Listen"? We might be staying. We might be coming back. What kind of cost is this? And then what kind of cost were they on in probably hotels in Yorkton? We're like, hey, we need to block off some hotels, but we're not quite sure if we need them. Probably would have been a little bit of a scramble. Do, you, do you think you'd block them off or do you roll the dice? It depends. There's got to be, there's gotta be some vacancies a, in Yorkton. No? Is there a Ukrainian dance competition or anything going on at the casino? Rent out a yeah. blackjack tournament? Pierogi making competition. No. <laughs> so I, yeah, Dinsmore, um, they've been up and down all year in and out of the top 10, find a way to get it done on the road. And they have found a date with Wilkie outlaws, number one team for the last several weeks in the North final Wilkie uh, gets by bigger nine, three and seven, two, two straight there. That series, which, uh, I'd say highly anticipated series to see how yep. these two teams. Wilkie hasn't lost a game yet this year. This will be their toughest test for sure. Game one, Saturday night in Dinsmore. That schedule was just released. 8.30 this Saturday, if necessary. We're going to go, or we are going to go back to Wilkie next Friday, the 8th. Game three, if necessary, in Dinsmore on Saturday, the 9th. So there you have it. Wilkie does have live barn folks and nice. they do not uh, lock it for their games. I've watched a couple um, Wilkie games at home. So that's yeah. going to be a great series. Then I in the South. Up. I just looked up Regina to Dinsmore just in case 256 kilometers. Ugh, get a fun. PJ. It's good that's, jet. Lucky. Yeah. Lucky that's, to pick us up. That's the closest you're going to get, I think, if you want to see a senior C game from Regina, because the other series would be about the same distance. The Kyle Elks and the Carnduff Red Devils. Kyle gets uh, by Davidson 3-2 in game one, 7-3 in game two in Kyle last weekend. Millsy, you have some feedback on that one? Just that, I and I wrote this down, I couldn't believe when I seen the lineup, Davidson went with 11 guys for a do or die game to, to Kyle of a 25 man roster, 23 man, two goalies, 25 man roster. And they took 11 guys to Kyle and held it close early, but obviously the, the legs wore out and ended up losing seven, three. So just a, a little bit of a, probably a, a disappointment in, in Davidson country there on that one. Yeah, no doubt. You'd think that Kyle would be small favorites against Carnduff Red Devils, who I think they played last year in the provincial Final, I think, allegedly. allegedly. I know that I think they did play last year uh, at some point in provincials. Kind of with a 10 2 win and then a 5 4 win against uh, Langenberg. So Langenberg puts up a tougher fight in game two, but the Red Devils get the Elks. Kilometer and check. I yeah, that's a hike. 566. Yeah. Woof. That's a yeah, that would require a. Uh, I'll drive to Denver. Game, <laughs> game one is Carnduff Saturday night. Game two back in Kyle next Saturday, if necessary. Game three in Kyle. So the Red Devils would be getting some rooms in Swifty uh, or at the Kyle Hotel. I'm not sure if they have uh, availability this time of the year. It's a big uh, season out there. So, yeah, that's Senior C. I know Wilkie's done a few Carnduff trips over the years, so maybe they'll get another one. I know, Millsy, I've seen you there uh over the years, we've both got boots at a provincial final, Wilkie versus Carnduff. So, Senior D, down to the final eight. We'll start with the uh, the top of the north bracket, the Macklin Mohawks with a 4-1 win. Pesky Macklin Mohawks get it done against the Eston Ramblers, who have had a little bit of time off. Uh, Eston fighting for their life, for their season Friday night at home. 8 o'clock uh, in Eston, Game 3 if necessary, Saturday back in Macklin. I haven't heard much from uh, that series, but Macklin always seems to find a way this time of the uh, of the year. 
and they will get the winner. The winner of that will get the winner of Shelbrook and Delisle. And we put something out on Twitter that had uh, the odds to win provincials. And I think we had Shelbrook as the longest odds in senior D. Well, they get a 5-2 win against Delisle in game one at home. Both of those teams haven't played in about a month, I think. Uh, so, yeah, Delisle's going to have to win at home on uh, Friday to extend the series. If they can get a win on Friday, they would play Sunday afternoon game three in Delisle as well. Any thoughts there from anybody? Not much. Haven't had uh, no. Haven't, haven't had any boots on the ground. How about the team that uh, has caught Millsy's eyeballs in uh, the South? The Redvers Rockets. Let's go there first. Eight-one win against Crake, and I think Millsy Crake hadn't played in five weeks. It was yeah, 19, 20 days or something like that. It was it was something something wild. We were talking about that last week. The uh, Memorial Cup first round loser layoff time frame that you know you're hosting and you lose and you gotta what do you do so obviously their second training camp didn't uh didn't pay off for them they're in a 8-1 loss on the ice service down in <laughs> down in redverse yeah i heard heard redverse is really good this the same thing you were saying Millsy. like talking to some guys from craig said they're they are the real deal they're hoping they can uh hoping they can get a crack at them in that small rink up there in craig kind of like like Shink was saying, exchange some paint up there. That's what Craig's hoping for. And you guys heard the uh, little Twitter battle. I'm sure you guys seen this little Twitter battle at the start when they were booking these these games, talking about the the ice surfaces and the rinks overall. So it'll be interesting when Redverse shows up. Call me crazy though. Has anyone seen Redverse with their eyeballs this year? Obviously, I haven't. I can't either. see Redvers going into Craig and like rolling in like a bunch of uh, 1980 Europeans. Like I got to feel that they're pretty tough boys. <laughs> they're big. They'll, they'll oh, be yeah. all, they'll be all about that smoke as the kids say. So but- Redvers actually, uh, you, people who follow provincial hockey quite closely would notice that Rokenville Tigers have always gone provincials. They didn't go this year. And a lot of their studs are playing with Redvers. So ah. That is an addition to an already deep local base in uh, Redvers. So, yeah, Rockets are going to be tough to uh, tough to beat. You know the fellas that Audie's coaching are like Barry said, not nineteen eighty Europeans. They'll be buzzing. Yeah. The other going. the other matchup, the Foam Lake Flyers, who were the betting odds on favorite to win Provincial D in the bracket challenge. They went into Theodore one game, one three to one against the Buffaloes. Foam Lake will have a chance to close it out Saturday night at home, seven o'clock if necessary, game three back in Foam Lake on Sunday at six. So we'll see these series wrap up here in Provincial D this weekend. No later than Monday, we'll be down to the final four in Provincial D. 30 minutes in boys. There's our provincial recap. Let's, let's roll quickly. Give, uh, give some love to the uh, bracket challenge and everything going on there. Um, I know we haven't been totally transparent with some of the graphs and stuff. I think some more stuff's coming in the next little bit. We're going to get on the bracketologist to, to feed us some more info, but like, there's no more perfect brackets that's been established. Right. So just to follow up on your question from last week, who is Tyler Rumpel? The man with, at the time, the perfect bracket, no longer. A former Wadena Wildcat. He is from Wadena, played some senior hockey, big Boston cream guy. Had a few creams, yeah. He's now tied with Byron Goodsman for first overall. So no more perfect brackets. She is wide open. And the bracket challenge brought to you by GB Construction, Grain Bin Direct. If you're in the market for Grain Bins Farmers, Grain Bin Direct is your go-to. Uh, GNS Marina out there in uh, Last Mountain Lake ish, and Crazy Charlie's Building Supplies. What is it, Belts? The lowest priced stuff composite. on the market. Yeah, yes. lowest price composite decking in Canada. Big shed, big shed builder and garage builder guy. Give him a call. You need those done. That's for sure. All appreciate right. appreciate that. And somebody asked me just before we we get there the. Uh, the honorable mention of the bracket challenge, dead freaking last. Somebody asked me, what does DFL mean on the bracket standings? I asked <laughs> Cal and he said, it's dead effing last. Scott Marin Chuck. He's got 16 points, dead last bracket Boy, challenge. Scotty. 
<laughs> Let's talk Scotty, some leagues. Scotty. This should be a Let's little go. quicker this week with uh, a lot of I, leagues winding down-ish. I'm going to start. Let's go because we always kind of are an afterthought. Let's start with the Wheatland. <clears throat> and if you go to the website, the Sweetlands website, the playoff bracket is going to give me a seizure. Seriously. We ah. need to uh, button up that website next season, guys. Call us. We know some guys. We know the guy behind the guy. We can get you in touch with some guys to fix that. Anyway, Lake Lenore St. Brew, they advanced over the Jansen Jets. Hell of a season for the Jansen Jets coming back into the league and uh, making a run at it. Now, Canistano, again, giving Tisdale all the business. up there. It's 2-2 in that series, but big nine three flex for Tisdale in game four maybe game four maybe sets the tone for game five which game five Saturday night at the Hannigan hamburger Coliseum in Tisdale so that's your wheatland websites a little bit clunky but game there's a game five Tisdale's been pushed to the brink by uh what's his name's fellas and Kenicano Babsy boy, red uh, swan Babsy. tiger room, best Chinese in the Northeast. Uh, Sask East Hockey League. We've got uh, some semifinal action going on in the South. The Langenberg Warriors take on their longtime rivals from Rock City. Langenberg wins game one, five to three. Game two is Friday night, game three, Sunday. But sounds like there's some trouble potentially for Rokenville, their leader, the guy who, uh, the engine behind their offense, Taylor Thompson, out with a LBI. Apparently he got hurt in the Bredenbury Provincial game. He tried to play rec earlier this week or last week and couldn't go. So that's a huge loss. Uh, Robodeau is out with a shoulder injury for Rokenville as well, so banged up at the wrong time. Langenberg, like I mentioned, the 1-0 series lead. Listen to this. I mentioned that some of Rokenville's guys are in Redvers. So Brett Hope, Ashley Howie, and Ryan Regal, with their provincial schedule, they will have three in three this weekend, Friday League, Saturday Provincial, Sunday League. So could the Langenberg Warriors complete the upset against Audgie's boys? Kind of looking like it right now. The other side, Kenora Cobras host the Swan Valley Axemen on Friday, game one of their league semi. They go back to mini Tonas Saturday night. So both Favorite of those words, teams. Buzz? That's right, Melzi. Both of those teams beat each other once in the regular season. Uh, watch out for Swan Valley's goalie, Devin Dubik. He was hot as a $2 pistol in the semis against uh, Theodore. Big reason why they advanced past the defending champion, Buffalo. So, see if Kenora's, Kenora's buzzing with uh, just league now that they lost out of Provincials. I like the Cobras to take down the Axemen in the North semi. Sask East. Let's go across the Valley, fellas, the QV HHL. Um, so your number two Monday nooner top 10 team, the London Monarchs, up one nothing on the Grenfell Spitfires after a 4-3 win. And as Katy Perry would say, last Friday night. Game two. <laughs> Didn't know where you're going. Big, refer big <laughs> reference guy. Big reference guy. I thought he was, I was, I kissed a girl or what's going on? <laughs> Jars. Game two <laughs> is happening as we tape tonight back in Grenfell. So can the Spits even the series or do the Monarchs get up two games to none? And then in the other one, Belcaris Bronx um, are up one nothing. On milestone after two on win last Thursday, and game two goes Wednesday night in milestone. Games three and four have yet to be scheduled in that one, as per the website. So that's your QV HHL wrap up. Let's uh, let's let's hit up Div three. Let's do both Div three leagues over in the Q. I love that they got the two divisions this year. So over in the Sioux line division, Cornac Gallagher tied one apiece, heading back into Cornac. Best of three now to see who's heading into the finals over Wood River division. The rebels from Assiniboine have dominated all their games so far. This, uh, this playoffs, they have uh, got a two game to two, nothing series lead against Gravelberg. Gravelberg needs to win to stay alive. Rebels are heading back. Hopefully they think to the Q final for a second consecutive year uh, over the mud, the stinky cans from Maple Creek have tied the series up. 
in Maple Creek with Gull Lake, but they got to head back to Gull Lake where they lost 10-3 in game one. Not an easy feat playing in that rank. It's it's huge. Uh, it would be a Lumsden-esque type rink for that they would love playing in that rink so but the Siggy cans got to win one there if they want any chance of winning this title so that happens this week as well so we'll see uh, how that all shakes down over in div three i need to know what's going on there because you go get your ass kicked 10-3 then you come back and win five, five four. four like I, i'm gonna get into another league here it's like the bipolar teams yeah Bell lake obviously they're the best team the brother Spagru, dustin stevenson uh, leading the way there maybe and then shink i wonder if the the whole Spagru thing maybe they he was really down about not getting picked up well they just got upset mcnulty from maple creek and that sanderson fellow but then i heard this justin olansky the goalie for uh maple creek yeah he needs to stand on his head for them to to win this series and Makes then let's sense. give a let's give a shout out i don't know he might win the uh, Dawson Smith coach of the Bevan Smith coach of the year award is uh, Sean Chapman from uh, Maple Creek making, getting the Hawks all the way to where they are. I think Shawnee Chapman should win that trophy. If there is one, if there isn't one, they should make, make one up. Tracy's third cousin. Yeah. Chappy out there buzzing. You know what I think happened to be honest is uh Millsy put Maple Creek in, in the number 10 spot last week, and then they laid an egg. It thought to their head, right? There's yeah. the curse. That's the curse. That, that's exactly why they lost 10-3. Let's... <laughs> and, they, and did you hear about it? Oh, yeah. poor Millsy. <laughs> so into the fire. Hey, you wanted the gig. You're going you're gonna to yeah, have to That's what it. happens. You got to deal with it, Millsy. So we got to have a talk like with Millsy. He's got his Twitter account on lockdown, and he was saying before he went to air that the uh, follow requests have just been rampant. <laughs> Rapid. <laughs> so at uh, what point does he unlock the Twitter? So everyone like he tweets lots of good boots on the ground. I want to retweet it from the nooner, but I can't because he's private. So do we keep it like a secret a follow account or does he unlock this thing and let the give the people get what a, they want? Get a Millsy burner going. Maybe you need to uh, pull that out, Boz, and see what the, what the audiences think. See what you the people need, want. <laughs> you might need a second account if you're going to keep your uh, personal life private there um yeah so that's <laughs> that's the white mud you guys and don't queue. and the queue i'll go over yeah. to the sask west hockey league kindersley clippers lost game one against the pesky hafford hawks five to two at home so hafford's up 1-0 in the series and game two goes back in hafford the other night kindersley was down 3-1 after 40 so about to go down 2-0 in the series the Clippers got buzzing. They got outshot heavily. But Damon McKenzie scores with five minutes left to tie it 3-3. And then Damon McKenzie gets the overtime winner. So two big goals for him to even up the series. Kindersley's import goalie, Logan Drackett, got the win in net. Apparently, it was his first game in over a month. So he either booked a condo in Mexico for a month or had an injury. Not sure. Game three won't be until March 6th. So we've got a little bit of a uh, eight-day break there with that series. On the other side, the number one seed undefeated Wilkie Outlaws. One game one, like I mentioned last week, in overtime on home ice, Colton Baptiste. Game two, Wilkie goes into Macklin and wins 4-1 to one to take a 2-0 series lead. Shout out to Dave's boy, Jared Hurley. Stopped 35 of 36 shots. Brett I'm not sure if it's Bame or Bomb. Former Kyle Elk had two goals for the Outlaws game three this Sunday. Of course, Wilkie's got that provincial game Saturday as well. So busy weekend for them. Who told you to put the Bame Bomb on? Seinfeld. <laughs> hey, let's run to the, the long lake quickly, fellas. Um, and talk about Barney just mentioning the bipolar team. This might be a bipolar team of the year as well here. The Drake Canucks. Oh, Go in and play a great game one against Lumsden in game one of Provincials. As Belts mentioned, he was at game two in Lumsden. They lay an absolute egg, give up 11, and they give up nine in game one against Wadena for 20 goals in two games. And then lo and behold, come back with an 8-3 drubbing of the Wildcats in game two to even that series. I'm not sure what to uh, what to make of those guys. Game three goes Friday 
And then Sunday is game four this coming weekend. The other semi, Winyard and Foam Lake, they're deadlocked at one. Winyard gave Foam Lake their first loss of, of the playoff run, 6-4 on Sunday evening in a what appeared to be a fairly large crowd in a fundraising event for Winyard and a, and a fellow out there. I'll let you take that over, Boz. Yeah, wanted to uh, shout out, who's the lady that uh, we messaged, messaged the account? Sienna? Lady. Sienna. Yeah. Lady. Yeah. We, uh, she organized the fundraiser. Shout out to her. So passionate about uh, that fundraiser and making sure it went off without a hitch. As nice they say, of humor. Oh yeah. She was sending some funny, funny messages. I actually talked to her on the phone and uh, yeah, she had, we had a good chat. She grew up in Wadena and uh, yeah, her brother plays for Wadena. She was saying as well. Anyway, uh kid in uh Winyard who she said plays hockey with her kid um has cancer and he's been going through some pretty brutal treatments um really really tough scene obviously it pulls at everybody's heartstrings when you hear something like that we decided you know what let's put a uh just a small little nooner merch package in the fundraiser auction we decided just for shits let's uh Let's throw in the opportunity to co-host the show. I don't know that it added any monetary value at all, <laughs> but kind of thought it need opportunity to uh, bring somebody else into the fold. It's been fun getting some different guest co-hosts and stuff. So want to shout out Les Olafson, who is actually a part of the Foam Lake Flyers brass. I don't know if he's the manager or the coach or the behind the scenes do it all guy. He runs the uh, Twitter account. He's been a big supporter of ours, always buying merch and stuff, but he bought the prize pack and uh, we want to thank him for, for helping out in Winyard. And he said, he's, I think got a kid that's in journalism or something like that. So he asked if maybe he could take the uh, opportunity to learn from some of the, uh, Oh, Oh, I love it. I I love it. But if this kid is going to journalism school in 2024, (laughs) he is going to be walking in in a Trudeau (laughs) t-shirt. Guaranteed. That's all they teach in universities. Now I hear my nieces and nephews go to university and like, man, do they hammer it down our throat? How like the, all that. I don't CBC on the back. I don't think he necessarily has a big CBC Trudeau upbringing. Uh, from Les, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so thanks to Les, he's actually going to be in Regina, he said, for the uh, Briar, so I said, well, let's meet up in the patch, I'll give you your uh, merch, and we can have a couple of original 16s, because I know he's been stocking the uh, fridge in Foam Lake with 016s for a couple of years, nice. they've been a part of the uh, beer deal as well, so they're, thank they're you, Les. The biggest, they're one of the biggest teams on the Great Western Beer Deal, Foam yeah. Lake, they go through a ton of beer, and they get a nice kickback at the end of the year from our friends. They just drink a lot in uh, general in Foam Lake, but yeah, appreciate their support. Awesome fundraiser. I don't know how much money was raised, fellas. I do know that they had all sorts of uh, different things, mini sticks they were selling. Uh, both teams made donations. I wanted to mention this. Winyard, the home team donated a thousand bucks. The uh, Foam Lake visiting team donated 500 bucks. The winner of the 50-50, $2,700, donated every cent of it. And there was a couple other people who stepped up. I think the winner of the 50-50 was actually, she was from Foam Lake, and she donated the $2,700 to the kid in uh, Winyard. So well yeah. done all around good, in Winyard. Unreal. Good on good on Winyard for donating that. And if that $1,000 came out of the uh, streaming fund for next year, you're off the hook. We're not going to bug you about not having mm-hmm. streaming in that rank. Good on you, <laughs> donating that. Grandino. Okay. Whoever's going Sask Valley, get your shite ready. Let's just give a plug to our favorite uh, Sask Valley sponsor, Western Sales. 185 employees, 76 years in business. Absolutely getting ready for the season out there. 30 part technicians. And then if you go to their website, really nice website, functional website. Take notice, Wheatland Hockey League. The used gear. They got some sweet green used gear on there like this 2018 John Deere S780. No idea what that means, but it's uh, listed for 453000 Probably get a little deal if you go there and say, listen to the Nooner. <laughs> I'm making shit up. But anyway, we love Western <laughs> sales. Sask Valley Hockey League, let it fly. So uh, as we talked last week, Davidson's now down 2 nothing to Keniston after the Blizz win 8-3 last Thursday in game two. So they're really looking to finish that off actually tonight as we take Tuesday night in Davidson. 
if the Cyclones can defend the home ice tonight, they will go game three on Friday in Keniston, which then puts a little wrench in Keniston's plans as they would go Friday league, Saturday provincials, and Monday possibly game three of provincials. So a three. Ah, there's a day off in there. Sunday day of rest. <laughs> and then in the West, Dinsmore, Kyle, they've taken a little uh, quote unquote Mexican sabbatical here as they don't play game two till tomorrow, Wednesday, the 28th, and game three is on Friday, March 1st. Who won game one there? Refresh my memory. Dinsmore six four, I believe it was. Okay. Yeah, don't don't count out the pesky elks. You got anything else in the valley there? Or is that I that's got all that's your valley report? <laughs> Crossroads Hockey League inaugural season league final. You got two rivals, Karabert. You got uh, Kelly McCrimmon's old player coach team against the Dodgeland Stars, which uh, would be Kelly McCrimmon's quote-unquote home team-ish being from plenty. So it's like the McCrimmon Bowl out there. And they've got some special things planned this Saturday, game one. It is Dodgeland Stars Vintage Jersey Night. I think you get in free or something if you have a Vintage Stars jersey. They're going to honor some players and have some players in attendance from the 08 Sticks and Gas Provincial Championship team. They've got a guaranteed 50-50 of 1500 bucks. They've got a wing night, so... Doing it up right, Saturday night in Dog's Land. Uh, game two would be Saturday, March 9th, and game three, Sunday, March 10th. So just the one game this weekend. Go he, ahead. He gets he gets a lot of love on this show, but let's chuck him right under the bus. Kevin Marishak. So I had an idea for our summertime stuff to do these short little vignettes on like absolute senior wagons. So teams that like went and won like three, four years in a row, Drake, easy, right? Dodds land from those years, easy. I'm like, get some of the boys together round table over a zoom or even if better live. And I said, I started with Shaq cause he's such a key part of that team. And I'm like, Hey, yeah. So you'd come on, we'd do this, right? Get Shinnick, get Rondo, get McQueen, all these guys. Shaq goes, yeah, no, not really my thing. I don't think I could do it. Come on. <laughs> You're talking senior hockey on a Zoom call. What makes you nervous about that? You hit tee shots at some of the top golf courses in the world. He just yeah. wants to have some 016s and swing their ranches. That's all he wants. It's like our uh, we've got a new show, an uh, updated full episode coming out Friday. We've got podcast sponsor Malcolm Vanstone, 2020 Geomatics, who's a big curling guy. You could sit with that guy and hop and vine and have... 10 016s and he would talk non-stop curling give you all the insights you put a mic in front of him on on uh, friday i bet you he'll be uh huckering up as they say so some people just uh, don't like the spotlight which I, is fair I, but did, did he tell you that i asked him to come on the sports cage on 620 ckrm at the briar on friday because you're coming on and i was he like, said hey, he was going to Wow, I need confirmation text message. He puckered up like a freaking nun in the dude. I'm not gonna go there, but you well, know that's what I, mean. what I that's the text that I forwarded to you from him. He said, Tell Barry I'll do it, but okay, you anyway, gotta be there. You guys can you it. guys can work that out. Crossroads hockey league, yeah. So game one of the finals. I don't know if you mentioned this last weekend, uh, but they did their inaugural season awards. I just wanted to give a couple quick plugs, uh, Millsy. Best goalie, Connor Kidd from Dodds Land. Uh, top scorer, Kyle Heinz, Coach of the Year, Brian Reed and Kindersley. Weapon Defensive Forward of the Year, Brad Buckingham, who's come up a few times. And the Barney Shinkrook Memorial Most Gentlemanly Award goes to Matthew Newmeyer from Carrobert. <laughs> League's MVP was Kyle Heinz, 57 varieties uh, out there in Looseland. Memorial usually means the guy's dead, you fucking <laughs> Hey, let's your, your, career, your career is dead. That's what I was referring yeah. to. Let's jump to the Sass Prairie, fellas. Um, so I think in going through this, we have our first number one league seed eliminated in playoffs. I think that's it. Um, if there is one, I, I apologize. But the the Glassland Stars upset the Neilberg Monarchs in four games, winning 5-2 in game four to finish that series. They now play... Miota, the Combines, who got past Turtleford in four games also with a 4-1 win in that deciding game. So, so Sorry, Melzi. I was going to say, no. last week you mentioned Regan U, Y-E-W. E. So 
I was going to mention last week, I didn't. He is from St. Wahlberg. So he played the start of the year with Wahlberg until they got eliminated. He's from Isle Lacrosse, Isle Lacrosse, up north, way up north. They picked up a couple guys from uh, Wahlberg when they were hunted from the uh, Saskia So I think that had a lot to do with Glassland's midseason uh, surge. Former North Battleford North star Darren Delaney as well. That's your Sass Prairie report. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm taking it to the twin rivers. Here we go. Willow Cree wins the first two games and then Rostron wins two. Talk about two faced teams. There was like a six, one game in there as well. Like this, I just love everything about, and then Birch Hills falls down to nothing, but wins game three and four against Allen. Because I, I was all big on Allen last week. So this this whole league is two-faced. Don't know what to believe. Who's going what? I I, I think there's all they're just they're just all in it to get extra gates. They're all the rig, the jig is up. <laughs> the jig is up. <laughs> the, uh, it's more rigged than the than the NFL. Allegedly. Oh, uh, so good. Uh Braden Duval, goalie and roster, and gets a shout out. As does Cody Kushnerik, Kushnerik's tender. So those two tenders have been in net, I think, is allegedly, as the teams have come back from down 2-0. So they're going to five. So game five, Friday night in Birch Hills. Oh, would I love to get boots on that. See a twin fifth game, then spend the night maybe in PA, hit the north. I'd have to spend two nights. Because then Monday, game five in Beardies. I just go to Mums in Saskatoon and hang out. Monday night in Beardies, game five. So we've got a Friday night, game five in Birch Hills. Monday night, game five in Beardies and the Twins. I'm glad that uh, fires you up because that isn't exactly my dream weekend. No offense to <laughs> those towns, but uh, that's your Twin Rivers report. Like we got to get boots. We got two uh, two leagues left. Do you want to take the Sask Alta, Milsey? I I can, buddy. Um, so Paradise Hill wins a pair of games over Dewberry last weekend, 10-2 and 5-2. And up 2-0, game three goes tomorrow, Wednesday night. And then the other semifinal, we have it down to a best of three as Wainwright and Lashburn split the first two with each team defending their home ice. So a little interesting fact here in this one, though. They're playing game three back in Lashburn as well. Maybe some ice rental conflicts, but... Uh, Game one, Wainwright has home ice, and they're playing game two and three in Lashburn. So let's see what uh, that gives the upper hand of the Lashburn Flyers in game three. And then game four will also go Saturday, Sunday. So they're going a three and three if that goes the distance this weekend. Before we get to our general well servicing update, let's go to the big six, the home of general well territory in southeast Saskatchewan. No upsets in the quarterfinals. There was a triple overtime game, though, in Mooseman on Friday night. The Oxbow Huskies were facing elimination. They got the road win and triple OT, a power play marker after Devin McGonigal got a checking to the head major in uh, the third overtime period. Musiman ended up closing it out, I believe, on Sunday in game four. So they're moving on to the final four. Musiman now gets Carlisle in one of the other quarterfinal series. Carnduff, um, it was a back and forth series with Bean Fate, but in game four, they won decisively, I think it was 10 to something, former Red Wing, Weyburn Red Wing sniper, Benny Hiltz. Benny and the Jets, five goals and one apple for six points and a player of the week worthy nominated performance for Benny Hiltz. So big six quarterfinals, or pardon me, semifinals. Number one Redvers Rockets do get the aforementioned Cardiff Red Devils game one Tuesday night. Tonight, as we record this, game two, Thursday. So by Friday, uh, we'll have two games in the bag there. And the other semi, the Mooseman Rangers and Carlisle Cougars get after it. No schedule announced at time of recording out there. Obviously, Carlisle going to have to work uh, with their provincial schedule as well. And uh, yeah, that's General Well Servicing Big Six. And speaking of General Well Servicing, the top 10, uh, before we jump in, last week, Number one, Wilkie. Number two, Lumsden. Number three, Wadena. Number four, Foam Lake. Number five, Kenora. Take a seat, son. Number six, Keniston. Seven was Belcaris. Eight, Redvers. Nine, Carlisle. Number 10 was the Stinky Cans out in Maple Creek. 
Uh, honorable mentions last week, Round Lake, Willow Creek, Gall Lake, and Coral Natch Merchants. You guys want to get into this week's honorable mentions? Milzy, why don't you take us through the uh, HMs this week? You've got a mitt full. Let's go. I do. We couldn't decide, so let's go. Uh, we're going to go with a five-team honorable mention this week. Gall Lake, the Belcaris Bronx, the Miota Combines, the boys from Paradise Hill, and your Assiniboia Senior Rebels. There is one or two teams in there, Melzi, that was in the top 10 last week. So some changes to come. General Well Servicing Senior Hockey Top 10. This is the General Well Servicing Monday Nooner Senior Hockey Top 10. In at number 10, brand new team. The 2021 Canadian Census had the 267 people living in 125 of its 166 total private dwellings. Dinsmore, the Dynamos. What is a Dynamo again? Not sure. Not sure. Number nine. They were number six last week. They lost a provincial game. The Keniston, we got one of these earlier this week, Blizzards. In at number eight and new to the top ten. Number eight. From Kindersley, the Senior Clippers. Number seven. A dynamo is an electrical generator that creates direct current using... Energy. Yeah, Yeah. something like that. Okay, coming in at number seven. We asked if there's a hotel for the, to stay at this place, so I Googled it. The Highway 4 Motel is your only option to stay in Kyle, Saskatchewan, but they do have one review, and it says, Wonderful stay. It, it's clean and smells clean. So Kyle Elks and the Highway 4 Motel. Number six. It's another big drop this week. Changes are coming because they go from number three to number six because of a shellacking they took in uh, league play. Could still win two banners, though. They make a great donut. The Wadena Wildcats. Number five. Jumping up a couple of spots in the standings this week, fellas. I watched them. They impressed me last weekend in, in Ochap from Carlisle, the Cougars. Number four. We talked about these this team as well. They're Stranger. And if you want a business license in this town, their website says a yearly fee is only $100. A daily fee is $25. Red versus Saskatchewan, the Red versus Rockets. Number three. So if we were going to set up a Nooner merch stand, we'd be better to do uh, the yearly. <laughs> Day wouldn't quite hack it. Uh, number three, the most original 16 drank per capita in Saskatchewan out in Foam Lake. Less's boys, the Flyers. Number two. In at number two, these boys have been chasing down the number one seed for the last couple of weeks. They're going to stay where they are. From the beach, the Lumsden Monarchs. The number one senior hockey team in the province. And number one, while we keep the Google searches going, David Ziegler is the mayor. Lori Fenrick. Fenrick, is the yeah. rec- Ren- recreational director and economic development officer. A lot of counselors, not going to go through them, but they are. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Wait, is Alex Majewski still a counselor? My old math teacher? Counselors, we've got Alex Majewski, Clark Jackson, <laughs> Lucas Jandel, Les Henderson, Jandel. David Dornstotter, and Gerald Wood. That'll be Yandel there, Barney. Yandel. Yeah. Well, Jandel. Jandel, Yandel. <laughs> I'm there. Gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? Wilkie Outlaws are your number one team in the province. Used to be home to the biggest wooden grasshopper in the world until the wood started to rot, and they took it down about a, 10 years ago as now well. it's home to the biggest wooden jandal, I heard. <laughs> that is your Monday Nooner Senior Hockey Top 10 Countdown General Well Servicing. Always hiring out there in the oil field if you're looking for a good paying job. Check out the folks at General Well. Big thanks to Mainline, the automotive group, if you're in the market for a vehicle. Had somebody text me the other day, said every time I just walked by a Wagoneer for the first time and all I could think about was you saying a bit of a Wagoneer. If you go, uh, I had someone, by. 
went to the Saudi uh, store website. And if you, there's a drop down there, the February fire sale, some sweet deals on SUVs and Jeeps, trucks, everything. So just look at the website. Where's the drive? Every time guaranteed. Milsey, enjoy Mexico. I think we pulled this off where you will not have to record from the beach. Although I know you were looking forward to it. Have a good trip and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, fellas. Later. Have a good week.